Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. The recording started, Sarah. Away you go. Welcome to the HIV podcast. That's a bit croaky. Should we do it again? (laughs) Prepare yourself. Oh, brilliant. Now start talking. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know what? For quite a few weeks, we have this nailed. We've gone backwards in time, haven't we? Welcome to the HIV podcast. Oh, I see you wavered at the end there. That's not a good intro either. No, I like that. Sarah actually put her finger up to almost like shush me right before she said that to be like, I feel like you should just say, and silence, please. Yes. And then you'll say it and then you can welcome us all. Well, thank you. It's nice to see you. Yes, you too. I don't. It's not a good welcome. I'm doing it again. Welcome everybody to the HIV podcast. It's lovely to have you here. Speaking of welcoming people, you know I love a good comment, Sarah. We know how I feel about negative feedback, or I wouldn't even call it negative feedback. Anything that I deem to be marginally critical, just a meltdown occurs. So anything positive, I'm like, oh my god, amazing. Um, and this morning on TikTok, because remember we're on TikTok, everyone. So if you haven't headed over there, go and give us a follow. So someone left us this comment under one of our videos and said, just found your podcast with a smiley face in a world with so little awareness around. I'm going to start that again. I can't even read the simplest of words today. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So they've said, just found your podcast with a smiley face in a world with so little. How do I keep doing this? Why am I just making up what this says? In a world with so little awareness about HIV, this is a very happy finding. Oh, that I switched off halfway through because you kept fluffing your lines. I know, I know. I didn't do that justice at all. Basically, the gist is they're really happy they found us because there's so little HIV awareness. So thank you so much. And I welcomed them. I commented back and said, welcome to our community. We're so happy to have you. I'm glad they found us. Yes, yes. And so speaking of TikTok, Sarah, no, I love a bit of TikTok. But I make little sound bites, don't I? Well, not sound bites. I guess they're 
visual bites, seeing bites, videos, some might call them. Old school people would call them videos. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for a, like a young word, wasn't I? Something no. to, no, it's not going to happen. So I thought what we should do so that I can make a video for TikTok that we can put out, Sarah, you need to tell everyone how many countries we listen to so I can literally just put it on repeat. So tell me how many countries we are listened to around the world. 169. How many? 169. 169 countries that the HIV podcast is listened to around the world. That was lovely, apart from the spooky thing at the end. That was the world. That was, I was doing the world. (laughs) Around the world. But the world's not flat. Oh my God, you're a flat earther. (laughs) She literally just did. So I need to explain. Mine was, I did a circle with my hands that freaked her out a bit. Sarah, she just did a flat line. I feel like we might have uncovered Sarah's secret. <laughs> no, no, did it to wind you up? Okay. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to put that as a little soundbite. Um, and also, again, for new people, all the wonderful new people, welcome aboard. You can also find us on, I wanted to say Hinge, but that is a dating app, isn't it? You cannot find us on Hinge. Threads. You can, but they sound similar, don't they? Threads, Hinge, similar thing. Anyway, I know. I'm still enjoying the fact that we had uh, quite a long conversation yesterday about OnlyFans. <laughs> we should have a presence on it. Okay, can I just say that was not my idea? <laughs> it's more the fact that I didn't understand how it all worked. And then I was like, oh, maybe we, when I say we, you know, I mean you, maybe mm. you should put yourself out there. I liked that you're always thinking outside the box, Sarah, as the CEO of a charity. You're always thinking of new ways of funding. Instantly, Sarah's like, when we, Chantal and myself in the office were starting to explain to Sarah what OnlyFans was, she was like, oh, is there, is there a funding opportunity here? And it's just like, no, no, it's not baps out on, you know, charity page. No, it's not what we're doing. Yeah, but if you covered, you know, with red ribbons... I don't want to force you to do something you don't want to do, love. No, maybe we could do something else. You know, they do loads of other stuff in there. Like I said, they do cookery. You can learn things. Maybe we could teach people to make a podcast because as much as we always say this is a shambles, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know this. This is Our podcast is totally DIY. So we have taught ourselves everything. Like we record ourselves, we edit ourselves, we promote ourselves. We, do- we write it ourselves. Oh, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we host it. Yes. We do everything ourselves. So this is DIY. So maybe we could teach people how to do a podcast. And we can do that without getting undressed. Yeah, you can be fully dressed for that, Sarah. I mean, you can can take your clothes off if you want. I would rather we both kept them on. Well, then, you know, we'll add that onto the long list of stuff for us to do. Yeah, yeah. We'll We'll come back to that. We'll have a look at that. Sorry, I was saying about all the different social media we're on for anyone that is new here. So we are on, not Hinge, ignore me. We're on threads, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find us all there. And we put different bits and bobs on all of them. So if you do want to go and have a little look at what our faces look like when we are explaining around the world um, and finding out that Sarah's a flat earther, then you can go and um, have a look on TikTok. You know what I've been doing this morning? What? Because I'm a very tidy person. I was clearing out junk mail, junk email, and we have both missed an email from Mavis who has picked us as one of five randoms to win five million euros that she won in the Mega Millions jackpot. So this is our last episode. This is it. Oh, okay, amazing. So what do we do? We just give her all our details, right? Everything's getting to our bank accounts, probably all send her our passport and things like that, and then we'll just get the money, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So Mavis, thank you. Good old Mavis. Yep. So let's head into retirement. Okay. I mean, perfect. I don't think she meant donate to TVPS, which is the charity we work for. I think she meant, well, I mean, I found the email, Jess, so it's not going to be an even split. Oh, I see. So did we both get sent it and then? It went to our office email address. But I saw it first, so technically. You're claiming it. Maybe yeah. just you could give me a small percentage to, you know, start my podcast OnlyFans page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many podcasters have an OnlyFans page. This could be the start of something new. As you say, add it to the very long list of things we have to do, Sarah. Okay. Right. We are doing, we're doing something quite exciting today, aren't we? Are we? Yeah. Well, I think it's exciting. Your face tells me that you don't think it's exciting. I just, we're doing about elite controllers, aren't we? This episode's around elite controllers. Yes. It I just is. don't have, I just don't have any knowledge around it. So this is really because yeah. you're very knowledgeable on every single other episode that we've ever done. <laughs> My God, that's so mean. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm taking Mavis's money and I'm leaving. <laughs> oh Mavis is like your rescuer no I didn't know anything about elite controllers either so it is from that point of view we are both learning today every episode people are like how did they get a job in this sector and then they'll be thinking oh we don't need to worry we could go and work in that sector because clearly you just don't need any knowledge at all well to be fair we didn't have any knowledge when we joined TVPS did we because we both came from other sectors but we're quick learners and we're very passionate we are very enthusiastic, Sarah, if nothing else. Quite loud, quite chaotic, very enthusiastic, right? Someone recently popped into our office and they were chatting to us and they'd said they'd listened to the podcast. And I said, oh, what did you think? And it was at this point, Sarah and I knew they had not listened to the podcast because they described it as, it's really calming and it's just your voices are just really soothing and calming. And afterwards, Sarah and I both said they did not listen. If If there is anything we would not describe ourselves as, it is calming and soothing. Honestly, I think it was just the way we both looked at each other. And, yeah, yeah, it's quite soothing. Yeah, it's just, it's a chaos. I, if she'd have gone, oh, it was, uh, couldn't really keep up with what was happening. Yeah, I'd be with you. I'd be like, yes, this person has listened. But soothing and calming, I mean, don't put us on before you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to go to sleep, don't do that. We're not going to, not going to be lulling you off to sleep, are we? No, I think we're more um, suited to a brisk walk. Yes, we are. Okay, right. This week, we're looking at elite controllers. First of all, we're going to look at the three stages of HIV, and then we'll look at what elite controllers are. And if you like the science element of HIV, I think this is going to be right up your alley. But if you don't, keep listening anyway, because I'll probably just say something ridiculous that will entertain you. And to be fair, it's not that sciencey. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend the scientific element of HIV ever. So it's science in very layman terms. Yes, I just basic. Like to say it to make myself feel good. I love it when you're sciencey. I think scientists around the world would. They would disagree, would wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're really doing them a disservice, all scientists around the world, by just being like. I mean, we're basically scientists, guys. Yeah. Just like no, no, you're not. Okay, well, let's start. So, three stages of HIV. So, the first stage is acute HIV infection. So that's the earliest stage. And it generally develops within two to four weeks after transmission. Yeah. Uh, and it's called? Seroconversion. Excellent. Well done. Look at me go. So when people seroconvert, some people have symptoms, um, you know, flu-like symptoms, fever, headache, rash. And some people have no symptoms 
at all. So what's happening during this stage is that uh, HIV is multiplying rapidly and spreading through the body. So we all know, we've covered this in previous episodes, that the virus is attacking the immune system and it's destroying the infection-fighting CD4 cells, right? The CD4 cells are the ones that it's targeting uh, and they're kind of the basis of our immune system. So if you destroy them, you weaken our immunity. Now, during this stage, the level of HIV in the blood is very high. Obviously, it's having a whale of a time. And that greatly increases the risk of transmission to others. So if you're having unprotected sex, it's much more likely you will pass HIV onto somebody else than if you did other. No, I'm not going to say other stages. I don't want people going, oh. So it's much more likely than you, that you will transmit it onto other people. Yes. Yeah, we do hear that quite a lot that someone has contracted from somebody who wasn't even aware that they were positive themselves at that point. And so that's why we sort of advocate safe sex so much, because someone can't tell you they're positive if they don't know themselves. Yes, very true. So early diagnosis is key for two reasons, really. One, you're protecting your immune system from any further damage, uh, because the medication you take will step in and sort all that out for you sort all that out for you. That's not even a scientific term, is it? Medication will allow your immune system to rebuild itself. And also, if you're diagnosed early, then you can't pass it on to other people. That's why we're constantly saying everyone should get tested and know their status. Absolutely. And your health outcomes are much better if you're diagnosed early. That's been proven scientifically, medically. Okay, so that's the first stage. The second stage of HIV is the chronic HIV infection. It could also be caused asymptomatic HIV infection or clinical latency, the verdict called that. No, I haven't. Asymptomatic, I've heard. I have, yes. Mm. So after the initial party in your bloodstream, the HIV virus, it calms down a bit. It's still multiplying in your body, but at lower levels. So at this stage, a lot of people won't have any symptoms at all. So they've recovered from perhaps the flu-like symptoms they had when they contracted HIV. Um, And you can stay in that kind of zone and be undiagnosed for kind of 10 years or more. Yeah. Yeah. And and we have seen that. We do have service users where that's that's occurred, hasn't it? Yeah. Where they've had the virus for 10 years. They've not been diagnosed. They've not known they've had it. And during that time, perhaps been having unprotected sex. I don't know. Right. So and I think also we should mention this because I think people assume that and in the 80s it was very different wasn't it once you'd contracted HIV your lifespan was much much shorter whereas now I suppose there are so many different strains of HIV if you don't have a very aggressive strain yeah it could stay dormant in your system and you just never know about it but the important thing to remember in this stage is if you don't know that you have it you can still pass it on even though it's not replicating as quickly in your bloodstream if you have unprotected sex There's every possibility that you will be passing the virus on to somebody else. Yes. And if you want to hear about risk, go back and listen to our risk episode where we talked about the probabilities of contracting HIV. Yeah. Brought out the mathematician in both of us. (laughs) Okay. If you're diagnosed with HIV and you're taking your medication, you're also included in this category. And that's where you'll stay, hopefully, for the rest of your life because medication is now so effective. So asymptomatic is either if you don't know that you have HIV, but you're not displaying any symptoms, or if you know you have HIV and you don't have symptoms, covers both. Right. Okay. Both both groups fall into that. Final stage, the most severe stage, and that's when you develop AIDS. 
And that's because the HIV has severely damaged your immune system and your body cannot fight off opportunistic infections. Now, we should explain what opportunistic infections are. So they are infections and infection-related cancers that occur more frequently or are more severe in people with a weakened immune system than in people with a healthy immune system. Uh, So the HIV-related opportunistic infections include uh, pneumonia, salmonella, thrush, toxoplasmosis and tuberculosis. I think AIDS is kind of the umbrella term, isn't it? So nobody dies of AIDS. They die of whichever opportunistic infection has entered their body. Yes, that's very well put, Sarah. And all of these infections are treatable in people with a healthy immune system. They're treatable for people with AIDS as well or HIV as well. Mm. Um, But they will take much longer because they're not at the same starting point as a healthy person. They don't have full immunity. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Your body isn't as capable to help fight that off. And equally, if you don't receive treatment, you can die from these things. So it's way, way better not to get to that stage. Get tested, know your status. Now, people with HIV are diagnosed with AIDS if they have a CD4 count of less than 200 or if they have certain opportunistic infections. I don't know if that's the same in other countries, but that's the case in the UK. With AIDS, I'm not sure exactly how they categorise it in other countries getting to that stage, but I'm sure it has to be similar. Yeah, it must be, doesn't it? Because, mm. you know, everybody's immune system operates in the same way, doesn't it, around the world? Well, exactly, yeah. We're all human. Yeah. <laughs> we all function in the same way. Yeah. There you go. It's a level of knowledge I never thought I'd impart to anyone. <laughs> We're just humans. Yes. And our bodies probably work in a similar fashion wherever yeah. we are in the world. This is that science coming out, Sarah. Oh, gosh, yeah, definitely. Okay, if uh, if you're diagnosed with AIDS, you've obviously you've got a very high viral load, and it, transmitting HIV to others can happen very very easily at that stage. So it says uh, without treatment, people with AIDS typically survive about three years. That seems longer than I would have thought. Oh, I thought I think the same. Three years seems like a long time once you once your immune system is that broken down. Then I suppose if you think about that episode that we did on Gia, because she was in hospital, wasn't she, with pneumonia, and then she got better. And then she was, well, I wouldn't say she was in good health, but she was living with HIV. I'm sure it was for like another couple of years before she had to go back into hospital. I could be completely wrong, but I know there was a period of time when they said she had AIDS, but she wasn't ill enough to be in hospital. You're right. And if you look at Gina, so you can come back from from that AIDS state Mm. as well, because we look at Gina too, and someone who's now out of that and wouldn't be classed as having AIDS. So it's not that we're saying, right, once you have AIDS, that's it. There is a a coming back from that. Not for everybody. I'm not saying that, you know, that it's for everyone. I know. And most people who have AIDS, they don't know that they've got it. They don't know they're in that category until they're admitted to hospital. I don't even know if we call it AIDS anymore. Do we call it advanced HIV? Yeah. In England, we do. In the, in, yeah. Because to tell someone they've got an AIDS diagnosis, I mean, that's scary times. Well, I I think that's the thing, isn't it? And I don't think that language is necessarily helpful Mm. at at a point like that. So, yes, we would say advanced HIV. Yeah. I think anyone who's thinking AIDS equals somebody lying in a hospital bed too weak to move. No, no, it doesn't have to be that way. So there you go. Three stages of HIV. This is going to help us understand what an elite controller is. Okay. 
So an elite controller is a person living with HIV who is able to maintain undetectable viral loads for at least 12 months, despite not having started HIV meds. That blows my mind. I know, it goes against everything we've just talked about. Well, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But I have to say that they are very rare. So for every 200 people living with HIV, approximately one may be an elite controller. So not definitely, but might be. But this is it. And I think it's important to say, obviously, Sarah and I have been supporting people affected by HIV for literally decades. And so for us to say, oh, we don't really know about this. It isn't because we can't be bothered to have the knowledge. It's not any of that. It's because this is something that is really, really rare. Yes. I'm only aware of one person. Yes, I am. That was classed as this. For us to only have supported one person Mm. sort of shows how rare that is. Yeah. And nobody really knows why some people are able to have an undetectable viral load without taking medication. So there's evidence to suggest that it's the person's immune system that somehow manages to suppress the virus. So, you know, their CD4 cells perhaps are the equivalent of Rambo or the Terminator. What examples? I love that. Go to the chopper. Just in your system. (laughs) That was an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, by the way, if anyone is like, what's she talking about? Because there's probably people that are a bit young to know that that are listening. Everybody's heard of the Terminator, surely. Oh, they've heard of the Terminator. But what's Get to the Chopper? That's from Predator, isn't it? Get to the Chopper. Oh, I see. Okay. Rambo, then. Everyone's heard of Rambo. Okay, Rambo, yeah. So it could be linked to that. You've just got a super, super um, strong immune system, or it could be linked to genetic influences, or it could be that their immune system reacts and adapts to the early state of HIV infection. So do their CD4 cells meet the virus and just like, no, thank you. Very polite. Yeah, they are very polite. Not today. Taking me over. You know, those people that have like a flyer on their front, uh, like a notice on their front door that says like no junk mail, no cold calling. They're like that. No. Yeah. They're just, you know, peeping through their letterbox like that. Who is it? Yeah. No, no, no. Thank you. Just not having this today. Or maybe they're just like, today's not the day. I'm not the one. Go away. Either way, something happens within their body. But we don't know. So they haven't been able to find out if it's a genetics thing or we just don't we have no idea no I think it's a little bit like um COVID isn't it some people were very badly affected some people had it and didn't know some people had it and did have symptoms everybody's immunity and genetics are different yeah Um, that's just that's just as we learned earlier everyone's different because we're all just human (laughs) different human that's our takeaway from this episode We are all humans. That is the thing that we know. We have reached peak levels of wisdom. It's like all areas of HIV. There are variations, I think is what we're trying to say. One size does not fit all. Everybody's HIV is different because we're all humans. For elite controllers, it's the extent to which viral replication is suppressed. That's what they do very well, for whatever reason. So in some, there may be little to no ongoing replication anywhere in the body. Whereas others demonstrate evidence in the blood of ongoing viral replication somewhere in the body, but not enough to cause a detectable viral load. This is fascinating. Madness, isn't it? I just wish someone would do some more research on this because let's face it, we're not actually scientists. So this is not something that we could undertake at all. But to to know more about this and to understand it. 
Yeah, because I think they hold the key to everybody else not contracting it. What does their immune system do that everybody else's can't? And can you replicate what it does in other people's bodies? Oh, I feel we're on the brink of something here, Jess. We, are we making the breakthrough? Yes, we, yes, we okay, are. Perfect. I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> what a day, Sarah. A medical breakthrough, 5 million euros from Mavis. What a day this is turning out to be. I never knew we'd achieve so much when we, when I hit record this morning. I know. Right, let's finish the episode, Jess. Exciting times ahead. So, uh, right, being an elite controller is not a permanent state. So they can go on to become a te- detectable eventually and they can develop other HIV-related complications. So if you're classed as an elite controller, you've still got to go to the sexual health clinic every six months, year, whatever it is, uh, and you still have to have your bloods monitored. I thought if you were an elite controller, that was it. You it, That was it forever. So it, that's not it. It can be a finite period of time. It can be, yes. I mean, the service user that we know that was classed as an elite controller, his status never changed. No, but that, so that's he, what I'm saying. That's my frame of reference is knowing somebody where that didn't, mm. that they were just always an elite controller. Yeah. And he never, ever had to go on to medication. I literally, you've blown my mind. Well, there was a study done. We'll include links like we always do, which evidence that the median time to disease progression for elite controllers was four years. So in other words, if you have 100 elite controllers in four years, 50 of them would either have a detectable viral load, a falling CD4 count or an AIDS defining illness. We don't want to get get to that stage. I mean, yeah, they're quite the different outcomes, aren't they? Yes. Yes. And it's not sounding so good there. <laughs> what happened, elite controllers? Where's Rambo gone? Yes. Well, see, even Rambo can't last forever, can he? Just like, I'm weary. I'm tired. I want to keep fighting these little HIV cells. Going to have a holiday. And they'd be entitled to do that. Union. They're probably in unions, yes. Yeah, fighting for their rights. Everyone needs a break. So, uh, right, people classed as elite controllers, they're at higher risk of cardiovascular events and AIDS-defining illnesses than those with well-controlled HIV who are taking medication. So they're not having the best of times. So it's it's like a double-edged sword in a way. So you might not be taking your meds and you, you're undetectable, but then you're more susceptible to these other illnesses. Yeah, I think it can be a bit of a, a time bomb, really, can't it? Because are you going to stay like that forever? Are you not? And there's quite a lot of uncertainty in that. Mm. In that, oh, I need to go and get checked because it's my six months, you know, check up at the clinic. What will it say? Is there... Is there, I don't, I'm, I have no idea, I'm just speaking out loud, but is there an element of stress to that? Whereas if you're just on your meds and you're like, yeah, I know I'm on my meds, I know I'm undetectable, I know this is how it is, you have that certainty, don't you? That comfort. Yeah, yeah, everything's kind of, well, not, well, it is sorted, isn't it? You've been diagnosed with this, here's the medication to help you with it, get on with your day, week, year, whatever. Yeah, it's just consistent. And the service user we supported, he, I think he found it quite, challenging to access services like as when you know he didn't need to take medication he felt like a bit of a fraud we remember having many conversations with him about this and say but you're not and he's like oh but everyone else is on medication and I don't really feel like I've got it even though I have got it it was it was challenging that must be the confusing part of it because we've mm. talked before that there are many milestones that often people face in terms of their HIV diagnosis We've talked about going on meds being one of them. Now, I know people start on meds straight away now, which is absolutely fantastic. 
But yeah, to be like, we have this thing, oh, it doesn't feel like I have it, and I'm undetectable, and I'm not taking meds. And is there a barrier there to accessing sort of peer support because you feel like you can't relate to others? Mm. They're not having the same experiences as you. So where do you go for that support around your diagnosis? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people can't support each other. They're in different situations. Of course they can. But sometimes it's nice just to speak to somebody who totally gets where you're coming from. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, I mean, there's a school of thought really, isn't there, that HIV side effects are much milder than they used to be. Um, So surely elite controllers could gain some health advantages by taking them. I mean, in the UK, as you said, everyone starts treatment as soon as possible. And that means the number of elite controllers is is going to decline. Because if you're on medication, how do you determine who is an elite controller and who isn't? That is true. But as we've said, I think the benefits possibly to just getting straight on meds outweigh any sort of delay in going on meds yeah yeah I would agree with you I have learned so much already well there are other controllers as well what I know viremic controllers I don't know if I said that right so it's a rare group of people whose immune systems naturally control HIV replication to low levels but they can benefit from being on HIV meds so they're very similar I think it's a technicality isn't it in that this group they know the immune system controls hiv whereas with uh, elite controllers they don't really know how they're doing it but they are right okay so that's the distinct difference in these two one we know it's the immune system doing it elite controllers we just have no idea Post treatment controllers are able to maintain undetectable viral loads despite stopping hiv meds i know someone who can do this in fact i think we know a few people that this happens to does that last well again i think it's difficult to monitor isn't it but again, I think they need to look into why this happens. So this is when someone's immune system, um, you've been diagnosed with HIV, you've got a detectable viral load, you go on to med- medication to keep it that way. For whatever reason, you stop taking your medication uh, and your immunity and your viral load just doesn't change. So something, how, what's happened? Have the immune system, has it learned how to manage the HIV virus? I don't know. Wouldn't that be amazing if that could happen, if we knew that our immune systems could learn? And and then deal with things in that way. I think the five million euros from Mavis, I think we should donate some of it to clinical research. I love that idea. Can I also suggest so clinical research will start will kick off our breakthrough that's happened in this episode around the whole, you know, we're all human situation. And also, I think let's put some money into actually getting some research into the transgender community and how HIV meds affect hormones. Let's get some stats, guys. Let's get some stats. Yes. Oh, you're right. Look at Mavis. It's fair to say that we don't we don't want a lot of praise or publicity for doing this. Just national papers, maybe a bit of TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just maybe a national day for us, maybe. <laughs> maybe I think that's enough, isn't it? A bank holiday in yes. Amers. So yeah, yeah. That we'll keep it quite low key. <laughs> Uh, right. A similar term, but not interchangeable, is long term non progressors. People are able to maintain CD4 counts greater than 500 without meds for a prolonged period of time. They mean at least eight years in most studies. There are some elite or viremic controllers who may also be classed as long term non progressors and vice versa. So essentially, in some people, they are able to stop HIV developing into AIDS on their own, um, but it's all interchangeable. It's not so sciencey, this bit, is it? It's just kind of like, we just don't know. 
I'm just fascinated. I mean, the bottom line, and correct me if I'm wrong, does seem to be whether you're an elite controller or a viremic controller, have I said that right? Um, whatever you are, it's probably better to take your meds. I would. Yeah. Yeah. It does yeah, sound like that. that's the way forward. Yes. In the UK, definitely. Around the world, it may be different. I'd be very interested to hear from anybody who is an elite controller because you are pretty unique. Yeah, very rare. Hmm. It's just, honestly, it's just one of the most complex viruses on the planet. And one that we have so, I'm not going to say so little, because obviously there's research around HIV, but with things like this is what I mean. Why don't we know more? Mm, I don't know, but there you go. So lots of different terminology, three stages of HIV, elite controllers. I feel quite elite now, like an elite HIV charity worker. You're not quite there yet. What 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 do I need to what do I need to do? I feel like we're in some kind of weird cult now where I'm like, tell me what I must do, Master. What shall I do to become elite? <laughs> if you don't know, I'm not gonna tell you. Oh <laughs> I'll just know when I get there, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, you will. Well, I have this feeling that it might take many years, Sarah. And every time I ask you, I'm I just might be falling just short. Possibly. Possibly. Well, I think you are elite because that was bloody brilliant. It's very interesting, isn't it? Honestly, so interesting. I say it all the time because I actually really love our own podcast and I'm not ashamed to say it. But (laughs) really interesting. So interesting. I've honestly learned so much useful information here. There you go. I'm done. Spent. She's spent. She's off to plan world domination. She's off to spend Mavis's money. That's it. Email Mavis. Just thank her. Do and also put in all of your personal details, maybe pictures of yourself, your birth certificate. Include that when you go back to it, right? <laughs> yeah, I will do. <laughs> what do we have next week? Next week, we are looking at, oh, I'm going to give you warning about this. We're going to look at um, the story of a little girl. No. Oh. <laughs> no, I honestly, Sarah's face is already telling me this is going to be heartbreaking. So just from her face... I might not be here. Maybe I'll prop Tony, the new rescue dog. Maybe he can just do this with you. You can tell him because we know I get a bit teary. Yes, I know. Yes. But that's why I'm giving you warning. As we know, Sarah loves chocolate buttons, right? This is no secret. Sarah could have a a little bag of chocolate buttons next to her for like comfort secretly. We know I like crisps. I can't do that. Imagine the Russell fest. You can suck them. Even trying to get my little hand in. It's gonna oh, I don't know. Have them on a plate. Oh, <laughs> what kind of fancy house do you live in? I bet oh, you no. put them on a plate with sandwiches, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, no. I've broken some sort of crisp etiquette rules. No, no. I No, it's just like the height of fanciness, isn't it? I don't know. Well, yes. Yeah, so normally I would, yes, if I'm serving up the kids some sandwiches, I'll put some crisps on the plate with them although school holidays are here as you know or they're coming up and I have all the best intentions to serve very healthy lunches for the first couple of weeks you know proper salads chia seeds that kind of jazz I don't know nice middle of the holiday starting to waver a little bit digging things out the back of the freezer a lot of beige food going on orange food fish fingers on repeat that kind of thing and by the end the school holidays i've just lined up tubes of pringles on the kitchen sides pick a flavor for the day be sure to split it breakfast lunch dinner and i'll see you later see you tonight i think that's good parenting sarah i think that is you know work smarter not harder 
Well, honestly, it's a long time, isn't it? It To just constantly be churning out nutritious meals. And then the Pringles also can stay in their own tube. You don't have to put them on a plate or anything. No, they're portable. There's a lot of them. They're very Moorish. And I think if you have sour cream and chive, there's got to be some nutritional value. It's almost a vegetable. Well, potatoes are vegetables. My God, I'm literally two of their five a day. God, I'm a better parent than I thought. Mum of the year. Yeah. Yes. Maybe I should put myself up for an award. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.